in your presence, Lord. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures evermore. There's so much that we can partake of that's good for us in your holy presence. So we thank you, Lord. We honor you. We lift you up. And we bless you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Praise God. We say hello to our visitor, return visitor. Our pretty little Britty over there. She and Becky came in dressed alike. I said, oh my goodness, they're twins. They've been cloned. Remember that crazy movie? (laughs) We've been cloned. (laughs) Anyway, but okay. All right, I'm going to stop. We get into the word. Amen. So yesterday we began uh, talking about the um, uh, schooling yourself, schooling yourself into faith for certain things, uh, especially healing. We're talking about quite a bit these days. Because uh, it's so necessary, you know, so much talk about disease and sickness and uh, quarantining yourself and fear and all kinds of things. So, God, I'm thankful that God has <clears throat> raised us up as a beacon of faith and light for people that want to hold on to his word. There's no reason you've got to side with the world and be afraid of everything and uh, you know, three masks, four masks, five masks, you know, no mask, whatever. Uh, but, but it's time for people to start really trusting God for things, I think. I mean, I, I endeavor to trust Him at all times. Sometimes I'm more diligent about it than other times, but, but pretty much I'm looking to God first for my help. Um, and and then the other, uh, what we did here, we kept distance, we spaced our chairs out, socially distanced, et cetera, et cetera. We weren't uh, flirting with the devil, you know, you don't flaunt liberty and you don't try to tempt the Lord to go over and above where your faith is. But you do allow God to to minister to you and help you and show you things and, and get you through. And so I believe if you put God first in all things, you'll have a good outcome. You know, even if you have to base some of man's rules, some of them are, are good rules, common sense things, that kind of stuff. Uh, I thought it was important for us to, uh, you know, just keep to the limit of the numbers that they allowed us to. And we did that, you know, pretty much people who wanted to come were free to come. And so now that it's opened up, but we still need to focus in on what kept us through the difficulty because you got to stay healed. You know, they're threatening, you know, this is going to rebound and we're going to get all this other stuff to come through and whatever, whatever. But God is still God. He's the same. He's, He's a healer no matter. He is the healer no matter what. Uh, disease you're fighting and, and who's affected by it and how many people, uh, are, are getting it. And so, um, <clears throat> a lot of these things, you know, the world at large is subject to, but if you are, have faith in God, you belong to God and you have faith in Him, you're not subject to disease, you know, the way everybody else is. You're just not. There have been bigger plagues than this that have come through, um, uh, the human race over a period of time, over the years, and they've taken out more people than what you've seen die here, but, um, there's always some people who are left, 
you know, they never talk about, well, who survived this thing? And how did they survive? And what did they believe? And what was their lifestyle like? And so there's always survivors. And I think that's where God, the faith in God is, where people, where you see people overcome and, and don't get, uh, you know, swept down by the flood and everybody else in the neighborhood did. Uh, those people in that building in Miami, the ones who, oh, you know, for some reason, I just, I was over visiting some friends and I crashed over there for the night, you know, or whatever it is. Uh, there's a hand of God in all of this to spare people, you know, and, and I think we can declare our own health and healing. Um, we don't have to be that, the persons that barely skim by and, and barely made it through. Uh, we can be the ones that, that walk through it. Amen. You know, uh, when you walk through the, the water, you won't drown. When you walk through the fire, you won't be burned. We're them people. Amen. We, we are those people. Amen. We're not the barely escaped people, but we're the people who walk through victoriously because the fourth man is in the fire with you. Huh? Got the fourth man in the fire with you. So anyway, so so it's just good to be in that crowd, you know. And it doesn't take much. Just hold on to God. Hold on to the word. Get yourself under the word as much as possible and receive from God. So yesterday we talked about what it means to school yourself into faith about things. And, and medi- bless you, meditation is a big part of that. Amen. And so, um, when we, we talk about, uh, in, in the examples that we had and, and we're going to have are all people who just, you know, really sat down and thought about it. You know, they, they had a mind and a heart to want to get to the essence of something, to figure it out, to get an answer, to get it, it that, that just didn't give up right off the bat and say, well, you know, it's, it's, I can't get my healing or I can't get this or it's too late or the doctors say and the doctor said and, and, you know, what modern medicine says, um, that's never the final answer. You know, God's the alpha and omega. He's the beginning and the end of all things. So we need to consult God and see what he has to say about stuff. Amen. And pretty much we know what he's got to say about it. Amen. That never changes. By his stripes, you're already healed. Amen. Don't receive the evil report. If you received a negative word and you start to meditate on it, that's going to bear fruit somewhere in your life. And so you have to kind of renounce that and say to yourself, you know what? I'm not receiving this. I'm healed. I don't care what I feel like. I'm healed. I don't care what my symptoms say. I am healed. And And don't change your confession. Amen. Just don't change it because you can have what you say. If you don't say it, you can't have it. Amen. (laughs) Amen. You got to say it. I'm healed. Amen. You got to answer them things back because if you, trust me, if the thought comes to you that, that, oh Lord, it's, it's bad. I don't know what I'm going to do. If you don't answer that thought, that thought is going to stay with you. It's going to bear fruit. Amen. You know, you got to talk, talk back to yourself. It's, it's what you say within yourself that makes all the difference in the world. You know, it's not, 
what people say. You know, sometimes people get upset. Well, they said so-and-so. Well, who are they? It's that same pack of demons that's been talking about you ever since you came into the world. And they ain't going to stop. You expect them to resign from their job of harassing you just because you got saved? When you get saved, they talk louder. Amen. So you don't listen to them. You said, now listen, devil. <laughs> Amen. I'm healed. You can take your pain. You can take your swelling. You can, whatever it is, you know. Sometimes you can get rid of one symptom, another pop up right beside you. I just, I thought, I thought I was only dealing with one thing. Amen. He'll put as many on you as you, you want to pay attention to. Amen. Consider not. Like Abraham did. He considered not. Amen. See, that might put a little fear in you when you first get involved with it, but after a while, it started getting good to you. I said, well, I could ignore that one too. You know? I've been ignoring, uh, uh, breast pain since I was a teenager. You know, I, I followed up on it one time. I did have a lump as a very young woman and they removed it. It wasn't malignant. It was benign and they would pop up every so often. I said, well, I see we're going to have a pop up game here. I said, so I'm going to start ignoring this. And that was before I came to the Lord. You think I'm going to start worrying about it now? Are you kidding me? I survived. Well, I won't say how many. Stop it. Stop it back there. Y'all cut it out. Trying to, trying to add me up. Alicia back there with a little mental calculator. She says, more years than you could imagine. Huh? I'm not going to start getting upset about it now. Amen. I don't care how old I get. What they say. Well, you know, it's your age. They blame everything on age, fat, uh, skinny, whatever they can blame it on. It's always something going to penalize you for something. Whatever. Huh? <laughs> you can fall in all categories, but I'm still healed. Anyhow. Amen. So don't change your confession. Amen. The devil trying to torment you and torture you, twist your arm and look at this. What you think about? Oh, this right here, this is new. No, it ain't new, devil. I don't care if it is new. Jesus takes care of the new too. Amen. Ain't nothing new to him. It's the same old demon. Amen. So, so you gotta know how to fight this stuff. Just fight it. Just resist it. You know, people say, well, suppose it's, oh, it ain't. I don't live on supposition. I live on the word. You know, like if it's a new pain. Pain ain't new. I've been having pain since I've been in this world. I don't know about y'all, but pain ain't new. Huh? Well, see, you you should go get it checked out. Why? I'm going to do the same thing when I get back here is get in my word. You understand what I'm saying? What am I going to get checked out for? Huh? Get him some money. I go get me some shoes on the way to getting checked out. <laughs> I'm gonna do this. See, this makes religious people so mad. Oh, 
Or she telling them people wrong. You got a right to go to the doctor. Yeah, I do, but I ain't going. You can go if you want to. Go for me while you're going. And tell them I ain't coming. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you got good insurance. Huh? Insurance. Like the old country people say, you got that good insurance. Right. Good ain't got nothing to do with it. I got better insurance in heaven. While I'm sitting up here running around getting facts from there, I couldn't got my healing already. Take two weeks to get a decent appointment to talk to somebody. You know, I could be healed in two weeks time. Stay in the word. My goodness. Working on that. I'm working on that. I'm working on that. Amen. So you can school yourself in the healing. You can teach yourself. How to receive your healing. You can teach yourself. And that's what these individuals did. Amen. We talked about schooling being a system of learning that includes teachers, that would be ministers generally, tutors, often believers, you know, your friends that understand something about the word or somebody God may send to you. And partners, people who will pray in agreement with you for what you need, who are all dedicated to the same body of knowledge. So when you need healing, you go to your friends who believe. You don't go to the skeptics. You don't go to the fearful. Um, you don't go to the pill poppers. Amen. You don't go to the sipping saints. Huh? The ones who are weak in their flesh, you find the, the strong, even if they scare you. You know, the people who really love God usually scare somebody. Amen. You don't know what they're going to say and get all nervous and everything. No, they'll come into agreement with you for what you need and get you through that breakthrough. So schooling in, encompasses all of those things that help us to get what we need from God. But schooling is also a personal thing that you do as well, where you make up your mind to study, to show yourself approved unto God. Just stay in your word, receive what you need from God, and, and, and you know, dialogue with him, meditate with him, speak to him, get instruction. God, is there something else I need to do? Is is What is it? that I need to add to or what's going to get me over the the um, the finish line with this thing that I need. And so God will always give you instruction. Oftentimes we're doing the right thing. Now Proverbs 4.20 tells us to meditate in the word day and night. Amen. It says attend to my word. Pay attention to my word. Incline your ear to my sayings. In other words, don't listen to them. Listen to what I say. Amen. You mean don't listen to the doctor? Yeah, don't listen to him if he's telling you there's no hope and telling you you're sick. You make up your mind which one you are. You're the sick or you're healed. Huh? You can be, you, that's your choice. See, it's not already predetermined. It's your choice. When Jesus would pray for people, what did he say? Be healed. Not one day you going to get healed. It says be that. 
Well, how do I be healed? Go get up and do what healed people do, I reckon. Huh? Go get up. Go put on some clothes. Go get dressed up. Go shop and do what healed people do. Huh? What you laying around for? If you're healed, be healed. Amen? Even if you got symptoms, the Bible says that, that the lepers were healed as they went. They stood, when they asked for prayer, they were full of leprosy. And Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were healed. Faith is like that. Faith really is an action. It's not something you just sit around and think about all the time. There has to be some action to your faith. Amen. Even if it's just confessing the word and saying, I'm healed. That's your first action that you release into your life so that you can, in, and then there's more to come. Amen. There's more actions, faith actions to come once you start with your confession. Amen. You just begin to say what God says about you. He says, by his stripes, you are healed. He himself took all sickness. If he took it, it's gone. Well, what about, well, that's a decision you got to make. See, people say, well, if he took it, why am I feeling bad? Or why do I have this pain? Or why this and why that? Well, see, why is because the reason is you're asking, you're questioning. Once you make up your mind that you're healed, those symptoms will go away. It may not all happen in one day. It may not happen immediately. I've had pains to leave immediately. You know, I mean, I know we all have. Sometimes we come to church and we say, well, Mom will get up there and get get hands laid on me. And I know this. You ever said that to yourself? I know this pain is going to leave. Well, you just schooled yourself into your own healing. Amen. My touching you is a point of contact to release the anointing to kill that thing. Amen. Yeah, we kill stuff around here. Every devil we see. <laughs> as as my daddy used to say. Amen. Praise God. So you just you step on it. So what to believe is your choice. It's always your choice. You can believe you're healed or you can believe you're sick. You can believe in the natural or you can believe in what the spirit says. So when you school yourself, you are schooling yourself in the school of the spirit. Amen. You are building up your faith in what God says through meditating on the word, feeding on the word, reading these stories, and then taking that away and thinking about it some more. Amen. When you meditate on the word, you begin to search God to make that word real to you. Make it come alive. Make it active in your body. Make it real in your body. Amen. You're not, you know, I I discourage people from going to God and saying, what's wrong? There's nothing wrong. Amen. If you want to know how to get your healing, just ask the Lord, God, I've been dealing with this for a while. I want it to speed up. I want this now. And many times, if you be honest and say you want it now, guess what will happen? You get it now. Amen? Instead of trying to inch your way up there and, oh, my, I don't know what could be wrong. And I, I did this and did that. Don't do that. 
that's coming from a spirit, self-pity, that is already denying you what God has for you. It's already told you, you ain't getting it. And the reason you ain't getting it is because you ain't doing something right. Amen. You ain't done this right. You ain't done that right. You're doing everything wrong. He's the accuser of the brethren. You ain't wrong. You saved. You need to tell the devil, I ain't wrong. I'm saved. Amen. I have God's righteousness. The Holy Ghost lives in me. If he don't think, if he ain't moved out, I'm in. <laughs> sometimes you got sometimes you go around the corner. Yeah, he still, he ain't moved out yet. He's still in there. I'm good. Huh? I'm good, boo. Huh? Right. Like, really? Nah, devil, I'm good. Huh? It's all good. Yeah. Because if I run into some trouble, run into air, mess up, mess up, I get forgiven. Now, devil, I know you wouldn't know nothing about that. <laughs> Poor thing. Huh? You don't know nothing about no love and no forgiveness. So, you know, boy, bye. Get out of my face. Huh? Seriously. I'll tell you doing something wrong. Who made him a judge over you? You belong to God. Now he going to come and take up God's job telling you right from wrong. He never done nothing right in his life. They let him. That's right, Miss Jan. They let him be the worship leader and he messed that up. Huh? You get to be the, in charge all the music? Huh? Started bootlegging songs and stealing music. I, I own, I do not own the rights to this music. He played it anyway. You know what I'm saying? He just ain't right. Just ain't right. Anybody get kicked out of heaven, they ain't got good sense. So there's no point even listening to no voice like that. He don't know what he's talking about. Amen. So when Jesus approaches you, he is looking for faith, folks. And he is not, they're looking to criticize you. He's looking to help your faith. If it's not adequate, he's looking to help it. And he's also looking to put your faith to work. So he will instruct you. As to what to do in order to make your faith active, make it produce what you need it to produce, to cause it to bear fruit in your life. Amen. Your faith is your righteousness. If you put your faith in God, he looks at it as righteousness. So that means there's nothing wrong with you. Everything's right with you. Amen. So righteousness means putting your faith and your trust in God. As long as you show Jesus your faith, don't keep it bottled up. Don't be convinced something's wrong with you. Because if you're convinced you're wrong, you won't express your faith. You just cancel the whole thing and say, I done, done, I done messed up here. I, it, it, you know, <laughs> if you can mess up and God not make it right, then this whole thing is a fraud. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, he, he makes everything right. If he took our messy little selves, what we was all messed up and crazy and, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
being all illegal and stuff and and took us in that condition and cleaned us up, we're clean already. You know, he's just causing us to stay clean. Amen. And renewing us and showing us a better way, which is the way of faith. Amen. That's always the better way. <clears throat> so when you school yourself into faith, you take a, a, a response from God and begin to meditate on it, break it down, get understanding, have it make sense to you, embrace it. You want to hold on to it. You don't want to discard it and, and, and act like it's, it's not for you. Amen. It, like we mentioned yesterday, there's some things that, you know, in your meditation, sometimes you think you're just imagining some of the great things. But if you're meditating in God's word, that's God talking to you. Amen. Sometimes we'll see ourselves with, with increase this and more of that. And, you know, this, you know, a house with so many rooms, you can't count them anymore and all that kind of stuff. That ain't somebody else's house. That's yours. Why is he telling you about it if it ain't for you? Huh? Especially if you're in his word. And you start to believe God for things. He'll expand that because there's no limit on what God will do. Amen. There's no limit on the good he will bring into your life. All of that stuff. There is no limit. Amen. So so when you begin to meditate, God begins to expand your understanding. You know, you can get one scripture and start meditating on it. (laughs) Yes. that another visitor? <laughs> Probably. Amen. You start to meditate on it. God expands your understanding about that scripture. Because he just wants you to love the word. He wants you to know that that's the source of everything good in your life. And, and get you to fall in love with the word of God. And not look at it as, you know, I got to read two chapters every day. You know, a mandatory. That's God's love letter to you. That that word is going to help you every day. It helps you in good times and bad times. If times are good, it helps you. It it makes it gooder, (laughs) better. If times are bad, it'll pull you out of the bad times. So meditating on that word brings you life, brings you hope, brings you faith, brings you understanding. That word is everything. So take some time to just take a scripture and think about it. Mull over it. That word um, meditate means to mutter and chew it and and digest it. Amen. Let it feed you. Let it refresh you. Let it bless you. Let it help you. Let it do everything that it needs to do in order to keep you in the faith and keep you expecting good. That's how you expect good is when you get in the Word. You don't get in the Word and start all of a sudden thinking about uh, you don't measure up. and you, yeah, you never will. But you're in the race. Amen? You're in the hunt. Yeah, we don't do things perfectly, but that's, it's not about doing. It's about believing. God is the doer. You're the believer. I'm going to say it again. God is the performer. He's the doer. You're the believer. Amen. Just do your part and believe. And in meditating and confessing the word is part of how is part of the believing process. Amen. 
This is how you believe God. You believe him through meditating. Amen. And and we all know what that's about. You know, there's some things, you know, you have a memory for a reason, for a good reason. Amen. There's sometimes, you know, you'll, you'll be just sitting at home by yourself and something will come up in your mind. You know, hopefully it's a pleasant memory. Amen. You'll think about, you know, say, for instance, if, if there's some, some romantic things in your memory bank. Now, seriously, see, that's y'all Christians' problems. Y'all ain't got no romance in y'all souls. I'm talking romancy and they back there giggling and laughing and left me to scorn as I began to reminisce. Huh? But I would do that sometimes. I, you know, just a thought would pop into my mind about when I was married, my late husband. I didn't kill him. I just, he just went home to be with the Lord one day. You know, people look at you all funny and everything. She mighty glad to be a widow woman. Well, you know, God dried my tears years ago. Amen. He said, come on, get on up, Barb. We about to go into round three. Huh? Just dry them tears and get on up. Amen. But, but I would think about some things that we did and enjoyed together. And, and you know, you can feast on that a long time. When you, when you let yourself. Amen. Now, you know, the devil come up to, yeah, but you know, he was stingy too. always coming up with a he's just gonna throw a zinger in there if he can huh you'll be thinking about oh yeah we went to that restaurant we had such a good time that was our whatever anniversary and yada 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 yeah but you didn't go but that once a year huh i'm serious the devil is the spoiler if you let him you understand what i'm saying so he wants to put a damper on that like if you if you know that that you you need healing in your body, your symptoms need to to disappear, and you'll be envisioning yourself in perfect health, and you'll go along like that for a while, and then all of a sudden some will say, "Well, but look at where you at now, huh? I ain't the only one that that happens to. The spoiler is there all the time. He's always there to. Push the pin in your balloon, huh? Step on your birthday cake, huh? He's like the drunk uncle at the party, huh? Come in there and, yeah, y'all, they told me years ago, yeah, birthday girl, let me give you a hug. And then he fell all in the table and spoiled the cake. That's the devil. You'll be sitting up there thinking, enjoying your little morsel that God just gave you to feast on, and here he comes and try to tell you can't have it. Amen? And you got it already. If God put it in you, it's yours. Amen? And don't let the devil discourage you. Well, don't spend no whole lot of time thinking like that. You know, it's just, you know, your imagination. Yeah, it's there for a good reason. Keep me from listening to you, stinking devil. Amen? Dirty devil. So you study to show yourself approved unto God, not to the devil. You don't study till the devil makes you get discouraged. You study so that God can approve of your study. 
And when he will give you peace, he will give you encouragement. He will sanction that. Whenever you meditate on the word, he always is there to encourage you. Amen. That word itself encourages you because there's life in the word. Amen. And so we meditate, we study, and and then we school ourselves. You're in in a Holy Spirit school. You're in the school of healing. You're in the school of blessing. You're in the school of prospering at your job and getting advancement. You're in that school when you start to meditate on the word. And it becomes real to you. And then pretty soon you step out in faith and that word begins to guide you to where it's going to manifest. It guides you into the place of its manifestation. That's why the devil don't want you to get up and come to church. He don't want you to be too regular. He don't want you to be on time. He don't want you to be any of that stuff. Amen? Because he knows what God will do with his word when you get there. And so it's a good thing to keep that in mind. Always hide the word in your heart. Meditate on the word. Always be in school. Amen? This is a school you don't graduate from. This is a school where there's always something new to learn. Or if you think it's just the same old stuff, God will make it come alive again to you. You must need it. Amen? Because you're meditating on it. Amen. So, so when, when, but what we want to do is, is obtain faith for the things we desire through the process of schooling ourselves into it. So when we talk about healing, as you school yourself into healing, quit thinking of yourself as putting in a certain amount of time doing these things. You know, like I gotta read my word. I gotta, you know, do this. I gotta get out of the goddess. Amen. Because what happens then is when you don't, uh, what you gotta, you beat uh, yourself up. Uh. You got me? And so you don't want to do that. We, you know, it, it's like you'll, you'll do everything right and one little thing happens, you know, where you miss it or you don't do it regularly and then you're all guilty. And you take all that guilt into the word. Well, I'm the only sad human being here, I guess. Uh, yeah, preachers beat themselves up. Amen. You beat yourself up, I do too. Amen. Oh, it's 11 o'clock at night. I didn't do no word today. Amen. Now, I'd listen to, I'd watch five YouTube videos. Of preachers, you understand what I'm saying? But I didn't open that Bible. So now I'm mad at myself and I open the Bible mad. You ever done anything more edifying than that? <laughs> Are you just think God in your flesh? You're in the legalism. You think God is going to do something for you because you do so much. Huh? He do. <laughs> he don't want your works. He got rid of the temple sacrifices. He got rid of the whole old covenant. Amen. So we don't get stuff by works anymore, unless it's works of faith. You know, James talks about that. He'll say, I'll show you my faith by my works. But you got to be obeying the spirit of faith in order for that to be legitimate. Huh? It's different. Than beating yourself up and making you do, making yourself do stuff. Amen. 
Somebody give him some some kind of meat. That poor little thing. He's smelling all this meat. I'm getting ready to bark myself. I, if I smell one more burger up in here, I will bark. Lord. That poor little thing. Think he's being tortured. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's coming. Praise God. Amen. So we're schooling ourselves in the faith. So we're going to talk about some people who did that. I like watching people in the Bible who get the goods and find out how they got it. Amen. And it's often a simple process because when you think about it, none of these people were like born again. These were Old Testament people, but they were experiencing uh, a new mercy coming from God. They were looking forward to the Messiah. Uh, he was everything to everybody. Well, you know, they could think, oh, when Messiah comes, we won't be, we have to do this and we, everything's going to be wonderful. He's going to give us our nation back. He's going to do this, going to do that. So they were looking forward with faith for the Messiah to come. Some, when he came, they didn't dig it. You know, not everybody likes God. Not everybody loves God. But if they'll repent, they can. Amen. And so he came to people. Bringing good news, bringing hope, bringing healing, bringing health, alleviating suffering, amen, uh, putting people at peace uh, 100% and at ease. And so when you, when you see that, you see that, that, um, he wants to make everything right again for us. That is his desire. His de- not, desire is not to make it hard for us, amen. And you'll be able to see this with the people who use their faith to get what they need. Now, some of these people had no hope in the natural. Amen? And and I'm not against natural help. You know, don't get me wrong. But if I can fight it on a word level and a faith level, I'd rather do that first. You got me? Instead of running to the doctor every time something goes wrong. You know, I'd live like that as a sinner. And, and I didn't like that. Amen. It was always, always nervous about my health and, you know, and working as a nurse didn't help. You read everything and once you read in the book, you had that. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, man. And so I, I was so thankful, uh, to start getting the word and, and the first, um, blessing God gave me from the word was healing. Amen. He healed me from um, mental illness. Amen. Now, people don't like them words, mental illness, depression. Well, people have that. They get attacked with that stuff. Amen. And it's not pleasant. Amen. And it, it does take effort to to get yourself better. You know, you you got to have a disciplined mind. You can't think about everything. And so I think that's what's helped me to understand the word and and how important it is to meditate on the word. Because I thought all day long about killing myself. I'm no good. This It's not going to work. I'm, I'm not going to get any better, all that. And God changed all that just through the word. Amen. And so he helped me to school myself into mental and emotional health with his word. So I know it works. So I'm not big on going back into that old system he delivered me from. Amen. Now, if it's not getting any better and it's dragging on too long and I'm suffering, I know how to go get some help. 
You understand what I'm saying? But until then, I'll fight it on a on a word level with these little symptoms and stuff. You've got to learn how to resist the devil. Amen. But you're you're not gonna stay on pills forever. You gotta be feeding yourself the word even with that. You know, that's that's just a temporary help. If it helps you very much. Amen. And so you just gotta understand that God has already given us his son as a sacrifice for everything, every provision that we need. Amen. So here uh, we have uh, here, we talked a little bit about the centurion yesterday. Amen. He was a Roman centurion and he is in where we find the Matthew chapter eight. Yes. Our friend. Yeah. Thank you. In verse five, it says when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, now, this was where Jesus lived, um, you know, uh, for most of his um, earthly walk. But Capernaum was a city that he gave a woe. Their their rating was a woe. Amen. It's like, uh, who are those people, that the vacation people who rate all the vacation spots? Amen. You know, five star, four star, three star, two star, one star, whoa. Huh? <laughs> so this was less than one star. Amen. The hotels is bad. The sand is dirty. You know, all that kind of stuff. But Capernaum got a woe because they refused to believe his words. Amen. So he goes into this city where he's accustomed to a bunch of unbelief. The Bible said at one time he could only he couldn't do any mighty works there because of people's unbelief. Amen. He only got he cured a few headaches. You know, they say laid his hands on a few sickly folks with minor ailments. So to me, that's like a, a body pain or something like that, you know. Um, and so here he is in a town that's full of woe because they won't believe him. You know. Not believing God's word is a matter of refusing to do it. Don't ever think you can't believe. You can. You have faith. It's about where you put it. See, many times we have our faith so locked into the natural, we don't want to pull our faith out of what we see, hear, touch, feel, taste. You got me? We want to leave it there for comfort's sake. And so, and we don't realize many times when we're trying to stand in supernatural faith when we slipped over back into the natural again. So this warfare is about keeping yourself over into the word and into the supernatural realm of God's faith. That's going to do you some good. And stay out of the natural realm. Amen. Quit touching everything, feeling everything, going on WebMD, looking stuff up and Huh? What you looking up that for if you believe in God? Huh? Well, sometimes it's good to know. It ain't good to know that. It's better to know the word. Amen. If that's good, you go, I'll let you have that. You think that's good, I'll show you something better. Amen. What's better is the word, believing the word. So, so this centurion approaches Jesus and he says, he, he beseeches him and he says, Lord, my servant lies at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus gets up to start walking with him. He said, okay, I'll go and heal him. 
Why does he tell him he'll go and heal him? Because that's what he did for everybody. When he sensed faith, this man had faith to move Jesus. That's all you need. See, you need faith to move him. Huh? He always says yes to faith. I don't care. Oh, here, here we go. Playing around with them words. Little faith. Big faith. Huh? You got strong faith. The faith of the Son of God is strong faith. There's nothing wrong with when Jesus would tell people, oh, ye of little faith, then people wouldn't say, you saved. The Holy Ghost lives in you. You have the faith of the Son of God. This ain't chump change faith. This is faith that'll move mountains. He said that, didn't he? He said, if you'll say to this mountain, he said, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed. Oh, wait a minute. What about little faith? What about weak faith? What that don't apply to you. Who can we cue? No, we ain't cueing nobody. Huh? Whenever you put your faith in God's word is strong faith. Isn't that what Abraham did? It says he believed God. Huh? Not what he saw, not what he heard, not tradition. He believed God. And that's what gave him strong faith. God's faith ain't weak. God's faith is strong. That's what you have. There's nothing wrong with your faith. On top of that, Jesus lives forever to pray for us. Then he told Peter, he said, I already prayed for you and your faith won't fail. So we got strong faith, no fail faith, mountain moving faith. Abrahamic faith, hope against hope faith. What more do you need? There's nothing wrong with your faith. What's wrong sometimes is we take our faith out of God's word and put it over in what we look at. Huh? So when Jesus asked the disciples, where is your faith? He wasn't talking about whether it was weak, strong, whatever. It was placed over some place where he couldn't see it. Hiding your faith. Huh? I I was thinking, I said, you know, if people would use their faith more during the offering, they'd have more money. But what do we do? Grab the purse, close it up, shut your ears down. Let's just get this over with. Just take this money and get it over with. Don't tell me how good it's going to get. No people get up and start walking when you get them off with. It's just get busy. You know? All that stuff. Instead of sitting listening and hearing the word. And then you can believe God for a return. You can believe him for an increase. If you let the word go in. Amen? <laughs> So, strong faith. Hopes against hope. 
That's what, that's the Abraham brand of faith. That's what we have. We have Jesus' faith, the faith of the Son of God. The Holy Spirit prays for us. What more do we need? And yet, we'll let time go by, and if we just want to pick at ourselves, well, you know, it's been a long time, and I've been praying for this, I've been believing God for this, I wonder what's wrong. Huh? You don't really want to know what's wrong. You just try to sound spiritual and deep. If God told you what was wrong, you couldn't fix it. I'm going to say it again. If God told you what was wrong, you couldn't fix it. Oh, what do you mean, Barb? You mean to tell me I can't? No, you can't fix it. He's going to have to fix it for you. Amen? God will make small adjustments with us because he knows what will happen if he really tells you something's wrong. Now, wait a minute, now, God, now, wait a minute. Now, I do this and I do that, so he's just, okay, boo, just hang on, you know, I'm going to fix this in a minute for you, okay? So let me fix this while you sleep. Or let me fix this when you ain't awake to mess with me. You won't be the first one. Huh? He fixed Adam. He put him to sleep first. Huh? Adam went to sleep in a not good state. Where's Alicia when I need her? She didn't sneak off from But what did God say about it? He says, not good for him to be alone. So he went to sleep that time, not good. But he woke up and his eyes popped out of his head. Huh? He said, Adam said, what? All that for me? Oh my goodness. Huh? Woo! Huh? Oh yeah. Abraham went to sleep. And woke up in a different realm of believing God. He had asked God, how do I know I'm going to inherit what you told me? His faith was, he was wavering. He was getting doubt. When you get, when you get doubt, go to God. He's not going to tell you to go, 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 go read your word. He'll know better than come up to me with this doubt. See, because we've been taught that. Haven't we? Our faith teaching has taught us that doubt is a criminal intent, perpetrating, murdering, thieving offense. And you're never to show doubt. Huh? Well, suppose doubt grabs you anyway. (laughs) What you gonna do with it? I mean, you got it. You'd have worked yourself into doubting God now. Where, you know, for the last week, you've been on cloud nine in faith. And all of a sudden, you just slipped off into doubt. Huh? What do you do? Oh, I gotta, I gotta work on this myself. Oh, this is doubt. I gotta get, oh, don't let, oh, Jesus, don't look at my doubt. Well, please don't hurt me because I got doubt. Don't kill me because I got doubt. <laughs> oh, come on, y'all. God ain't even like that. Huh? 
He not even like that. You got doubt, you need to confess it. God, I am doubting again. It's, chill, chill, chill. Huh? Just get yourself back in faith again. Get your word back. Huh? Meditate some more. Whatever you need to do. Sometimes doubt can float through your mind and, and if you don't let yourself get worked up about it, it'll leave as quick as it came. And if it stays, you, you don't have to act on it. Huh? It's not forcing you. I mean, this, this is a big sin because you had a doubtful thought in your head. Just don't meditate it, work it up, and make it bigger than what it is. Let it be a thought that just goes through. Huh? By doubt. Huh? Hello, faith. Huh? And quit getting in the works and being so hard on yourself. Amen? Amen. When we didn't, we weren't, when we weren't as educated and aware as we are now, we got a lot of stuff from God. Huh? We would say, um, a miracle mishap? Huh? A faith accident? Huh? <laughs> so, so it's the same way now. We ain't that cool now that we, you know, know a little bit more than what we used to. But, but the schooling aspect of it is very important, you know, and get peace about the fact that God has promised you this. It's, you're okay with Him. There's nothing wrong with you. Amen. You're not judging yourself. Let yourself be. Quit picking on yourself. Amen. So the centurion tells Jesus he's not worthy. Now this man is not a Jew. He's a Gentile. He worships other gods. So that's what makes him know he's not worthy. He said, man, I got all the Buddhas sitting up there and all that stuff in there burning incense to this. Plus I got four girlfriends over there hiding them from my wife. And, you know, it's just a hot mess. My house is a hot mess. So he says, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof, but just speak the word and my servant will be healed. Now this man figured this out and he don't even, you know, Jesus ain't his Lord. He's not his God. See, people can come to faith conclusions with very little effort. They just use what they know and what they understand. So this word, this man decides to help us all out. How did he come to this conclusion that Jesus could speak the word only and his servant would be healed? Amen. See, this is, this is New Testament. This is where we live. Because don't we get healed off the word? Isn't this where we live? So this man is living in that day and age where we live now. And he held on to that word, to faith in that word. But when he said, speak the word only, he said, no, I'm not worthy. You know, don't come under my roof, you know. (laughs) You'll lose. I'd be too embarrassed. He says, but this much I do know. And this is what we have to give. What do you know? Sometimes you just know Jesus died for your sins. That sickness is part of the curse of the law. And you're redeemed from the curse of the law. Just that knowledge itself is enough to get you healing for you. Amen? You don't have to remember every single healing scripture in the whole Bible to get healed. 
just the ones that's working. You know, just the ones that's working for you now. Amen. Nothing wrong with, with understanding more of the word. I love understanding the word. But sometimes it just makes sense for you to feast on just enough to get you done. You know, something that fits your situation. Amen. That fits it directly. And he says, you know, I remember years ago, a Baptist lady, somebody, she was a friend of somebody in the ministry. And, and I, they had asked me to go over and pray for her. And before I left, God had given me the scripture about the woman with the issue of blood. And she, they said she had uterine cancer. She told me that and she said uh, she was bleeding. And and so God told me to tell her to read that story about the woman with the issue of blood three times a day, and the bleeding will stop. And I remember going by to to visit her after that, maybe like a month after or something like that. And and so I asked her before I left, that popped in my mind to ask her. I said, "Well, is that bleeding? What about the bleeding?" She said, "Oh, that stopped." You understand what I'm saying? See, that word was just for her. I didn't have to beat her over the head and tell her praying tongues to get healing. Just feast on the word. Amen. I mean, if the door opens for that, it's even better for them. Amen. But that word worked for her just like it worked for anybody else. So find yourself what fits your bill and work it. Amen. Just work it. And so... He says, I'm a man under authority. I'm soldiers under me. I say to this one, go, and he obeys me. To that one, come, and he comes. So what he's saying is everything, because I'm under authority, everything I tell people to do under me is obeyed. And he likened Jesus to the same thing. He said, this man, if he has power of his own, that's one thing. but." If he can get there with the power, that would be fine. But I'm not going to let him come in my house. Amen? It's, it's just, it won't happen. But he says, I got a way that I know is going to work. That's what you need to come up with in your meditating on the word. This is working. Don't ever let yourself get discouraged in ministering the word to yourself and think it's not. Don't ever say that it's not working or it's not going to work. Or it's working too slow. What do you know about supernatural things? Huh? Slow, fast, or whatever. Amen? And so so we need to understand that, that you side with the word. Once you start the word, believe the word is all you need. Believe the word is working at all times. Believe you can be healed at any time. Because what's lacking is the this little thing called conversion. Where we see with our eyes, hear with our ears, understand with our hearts. Meditating helps you understand the word with your heart. You understand you're healed and the devil can't talk you out of it. Once you're converted, he cannot talk you out of it. He cannot make you doubt it. He cannot make you stand there and wonder. He can't do any of that stuff. Amen. And so it is once you're converted, that word comes in, it stays, and it bears fruit. And you, your symptoms disappear. So you are healed totally. Amen? When you receive the word, you, your spirit has grabbed onto it. So your spirit has to get it first and then feed it to your body. Amen? 
How does it feed it to through the mind of Christ? You begin to meditate, I am healed. I thank you, Lord, I'm healed. I thank you, Lord. These symptoms are no more. I thank you, Father. I can stretch, I can, I, without pain, I can do this without pain. And I'm not afraid of pain. I'm not afraid I'm going to, you know, step into some pain if I do some of the things that used to cause me pain before. I know I can do those things. See, that's when you're converted. When you know. Amen? Sometimes we know for a season and then it'll leave. You're getting converted. Keep meditating on the word and then you'll know and it'll stay. Amen? It'll just stay. And so uh, here he says, speak the word only because I'm a man under authority and it works. These people don't talk back to me. These people don't rebel. And I know if you speak the word only, my servant be healed. When you tell that illness to go, it's going to leave. Amen. And that's really all there is to believing God and all there is to faith. And when Jesus heard it, he said, he marveled and said to them that follow, he said, I say to you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. Huh? He's in the woe city, remember? And he's, and I say to you that many shall come from the east and the west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the children of the kingdom shall be cast under outer darkness. And there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Why? They don't believe. And Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. As you have believed, so be it done unto you. And his servant was healed in that self-same hour. So the minute faith is applied, healing comes in. Well, how come I'm, I'm not all the way healed yet? Keep working at it. You're healed some. You're better now than you were yesterday. If you've been believing God all that time. See, you got to believe these things. you got to believe the word is working. It's doing its job. Amen? What it doesn't need is you to critique it and rob yourself. Amen. So this other one we have, so that's the centurion. Um, We have this woman with the issue of blood. And she's in Matthew 9. Amen. Praise God. And this woman started a trend. A thing. Huh? Right. She started a thing. Um, Matthew 9, verse 20 or so. It says here, uh, while he spoke these things, amen, a certain ruler came and worshipped him. Now, this was a ruler of the synagogue, amen. Uh, and his daughter, he wants Jesus to come heal his daughter. Well, he's got come to my house faith. Amen. He didn't hear about what the centurion was able to do. Amen. So, I mean, that's how faith spreads, by people sharing testimonies. Amen. So he's got come to my house faith. And this lady coming up behind him has got hijacked faith. Amen. And it says, and Jesus arose and followed him. So this man had faith for his daughter's healing. Amen. Faith always produces the goods. Amen. It never fails. So Jesus has received this man's faith. 
He's on his way to heal this girl. So Jesus sees this girl as healed from the beginning when this man asked him. Jesus never changes his mind. You got to get with him and make sure you don't change yours. Because things can happen to change your mind. The devil will see to it. Amen. And so they, they are interrupted. It says, behold, verse 20, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years came behind him, touched the hem of his garment, for she said within herself, she schooled herself. Now this lady has been in the school of the world for 12 years. Know what that is? Doctors? Medicine? So she flunks out of the school of the world. Sometimes when you flunk out of stuff that you've been dependent on, you're in the best place possible. Because see, you you can develop hijack faith if you need it. Amen? Anyhow faith. I'm going to get it faith. I'm not going home without it faith. This was the kind of faith that she had. And she got flunked out of, of, uh, you know, the world's, the world school of, of believing. That she ran out of money. That's, that's indication number one, you don't get no help. Amen. And, and she hadn't gotten better over the years. She really got worse. And, and so she probably, a lot of this just started to, to pinch in on her. And she's there disillusioned, out of money, nowhere to go. Not she's feeling worse every day. She's bleeding out. Amen. Life is, is, she's losing life every day. It's a, a wonder she's still standing up functioning. And then she hears, she opens her ears to something different than what she's been listening to. See, all these years she's been listening to what the doctors say. Now all of a sudden they can't do anything. Amen. Sometimes your best, the best thing that can happen to you is somebody drop you. Huh? Just, I know it's painful. (laughs) It was so handsome. I met him at the gym. You don't look like you've been in no, you know, I just, I, I shop in the gym. I bet you do. Huh? Sometimes it's just good to get dropped. That'll cause you to look up and and want something different and look at other possibilities. You know, sometimes people get themselves locked into one way of thinking and they need to have something happen to bust them out. Amen. And so here she is. She's she's been dumped by the medical profession. Amen. For all you who get mad at me if I say don't go to the doctor first, you know, they can dump you too. You get to, you look at some of these people who could be helped, but their finances won't let them. You know what I'm saying? It's, I'm thankful. I, I want to know more about Jesus the healer. Amen. I want to rely on him more. Amen. So it, it, she's, amen. She said within herself, if I can just touch his garment, I shall be whole. Now, where'd she get that from? Hmm? 
She schooled herself. She went to school. She came up with that through thinking about the word, thinking about, I don't have no money, thinking about they've never helped me in all these years. Or maybe at first I thought I was getting better, and then I took a turn for the worse. You know how that happens sometimes? The medicine will work for a season, then after a while it don't work. Amen? I tell people, I said, I think that's God telling you he wants to heal you. Amen? When stuff ain't working no more. My goodness. And so he, 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 he or she says, if I can just touch his hymn, I'll be whole. Now, this hymn isn't just, you know, whatever she can grab. It may look like that to people. But the, the hem of a, of a rabbi's robe, and Jesus was a rabbi. He was a teacher. He, he, he came up through the school of the Holy Spirit. He didn't get nobody to ordain him. He just got anointed. Hey! That's better than papers any day. I'd rather have a power than to have some papers. Amen? Papers burn. Huh? Papers fade, the ink fades on them. Amen. But the anointing is everlasting. I <laughs> praise God. So he just read it in the word one day and, and said, this is fulfilled in your ears and got up and started his ministry. I love it. <laughs> that's, that's the way I got most of what I got from God. I just look at it in the word. I said, Oh, I should do that. Huh? It just came to me. Do that. Amen. It just, it, oh, okay. Well, that looks, I think that could work. We could use that here. Let's do that. You understand what I'm saying? God talks to you like that. The way, the word is for us to get up and do. Amen. Period. So, but, but the, the rabbi's robe, they, they were instructed to put tassels on the end of those robes. Amen. And, and, uh, they, they had changed over the years. You know, it was a lot of, uh, but in Numbers chapter 15, 38 and 39, it tells them, instructs them to put those tassels at the end of their robe. Let me find it real, real, real quick. What's in Numbers 15? Amen. Cause it's important to know that if anybody, and I thought to myself, I said, this lady has been, been been in the word too you know what i'm saying she just hasn't been at home she's probably been um uh, attempting to get her word her healing spiritually speaking and uh and it hasn't been working for her because she ain't stupid about the word by any stretch of the imagination it, it says and he says uh, da, 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 verse 38 speak to the children of israel tell them to make them fringes in the borders of their garments throughout their generations, and that they put upon the fringe of the border a ribbon of blue. And it shall be unto you for a fringe that you'll look at it and remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them that you seek not after your own heart or your own eyes. Ain't that going to keep you in the word? Amen. And go after strange gods. So the tassel was a remembrance. Oh, yeah. Honor thy father and mother. Do not kill. Do not lie. Do not steal. Amen. Uh, Bless the Lord at all times. Worship God. 
when they looked at those tassels, that's what they meant. That tassel represented the word. Well, this lady figured it out. She says, huh, then that tassel represents the word of healing that I need for my body. Amen? And the Holy Ghost helped her. When she was desiring healing, she she knows he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. So she's connecting with the word by touching the hem or tassel on Jesus' garment. Many of the rabbis had adopted that, that now it was supposed to be on border of all their clothing, according to Numbers 15. But they had changed it over the years. Amen. So, but, but the rabbis definitely had them and the Pharisees had the longest ones. Amen. Pharisees converted theirs from just, instead of just a robe that draped off you that you wore, they made it a prayer shawl and they would, you know, had the word written on the inside of the prayer shawl too. And, you know, if you get a scripture in there and they would kiss the, the first word of the scripture and kiss the last word and put it on and wrap up in it and go through the streets. And Jesus says, stop that. Huh? Didn't he? He told him. He said, when you pray, go in your closet. Get out the streets kissing the shawl and wrapping it around and doing the tango and so stop it. Cut that out. So go in your closet. You see, your father, when he sends you, sees you in secret, he'll reward you openly. But you got your reward if that's what you're going to do. You're going to flop and dance with your prayer shawl. Oh, boy. Nothing against you people out there with them, but stop it. Go in your closet and pray. I forgot. <laughs> Y'all in here looking at me like I'm crazy. You let me do that to them. <laughs> Everybody going like, yeah, go on with it. Go, go on with your bad self. Talk about all them prayer shawl people. I ain't talking about y'all. Keep your prayer shawl. Do what you want to do. But stop it. Amen. Go in your closet and pray. The Lord saying, you don't get no reward running around like that. Come on now. You know, there's nothing against it, but find out what you're doing it for. What are you doing it for? I guess I should stop. Uh, be a nice lady. Hi, nice lady. Oh, I try. So this was the, the thing. She touched it. She was made whole. She said within herself, if I can touch it, that's faith talking. So her business was to get there and touch it, and that's what she did. She crawled on the floor. She couldn't go and ask Jesus for anything because she wasn't supposed to be out. She was unclean. Only thing she could do was shout unclean so people would stay away from her. She needed a touch, but she was forbidden to get it. What do you do? Huh? Well, instead of him touching me, I'll touch him. It's a word that's going to heal me anyway. She never laid a glove on him. Amen? Now, you weren't allowed to touch another human being. So, legally, she was cool. She did not lay a hand on him. She touched his him, and power went out of him. She said, I'll fix y'all legal beagle people. 
I'll go take my healing. And that's really what we do. We take it. We know it belongs to us and we take it. And she was made whole from that hour when Jesus came to the a ruler's house. Well, he did ask her after, after a while, one of the, the, um, translations or, uh, or, or accounts of this same healing says that when he saw, he asked who touched me and he pointed her out. She had to reveal herself and she confessed what she had done. She still had not broken the law. What she had broken was coming out and being around people. But she was careful not to touch anybody. Most people think that she crawled around on the ground until she got to where he was so that she could touch the hem of his garment undetected. Amen. And so in her, he, he, he wanted to make an example of her and he wanted her to know that it was her faith that made her whole. In other words, this faith that you used to get your healing today is the same faith that's going to be there to keep you well. Amen? So once you understand what your faith can do, you're on the road to a good life. And he wanted to make sure she knew and everybody else around knew that that was faith that did that and pulled power. He said, I felt virtue and power go out of me when you touched the hem of my clothes. And and from that day forward, that was a way that people got healed. When Jesus would get in a crowd of people, many of them, they say, as many as touched him, touched it, if they could get close enough to touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched him were made whole. So that became a method and a way of receiving healing from Jesus in a big crowded area. It's the same thing now. When we go to these healing uh, services where there's tons of people in there, those people get healed by the word in the atmosphere. The atmosphere makes it easy for you to believe the word. Amen. And and you just apply your faith to what you're doing. Amen. Apply your faith and rebuke fear. Tell fear, uh-uh, nope, I'm getting it today. You're not going to keep me from getting what belongs to me. It's mine, and I'm going to receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Why don't we stop? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for understanding, for schooling. Thank you, Lord. We're schooling ourselves into our healing. In fact, we are healed, Lord, that we can let symptoms go, that we can renounce them, that they will drop off of us. Father, I thank you for that Holy Ghost drop-off. Holy Ghost, move on people here that need to get rid of symptoms. Let them drop off today in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Cause symptoms to drop off and for people to be made 100% whole, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We bless you and we praise you. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we're going to do our altar call for those of y'all who want the master's touch. I'll pray for people if there are any left watching. <laughs> praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. He's worthy to be praised. Amen. Praise God. Praise God.